0: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Wednesday an edition of an early edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We'll talk a little baseball, football, and we will remember Ben Scully next. And we'll speak with you at 1-800-919-3776. We'll also hit you up on Twitter at hardest to ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Along with Tom and Jake, we're here until 10 o'clock. And then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN New York. Mr. Damer, hello. Gordon, are you there? Gordon is so upset at what happened with the Yankees today and Garrett Cole's first inning. That he just he he just he's he, he's just speechless. He just he's just done. He can't deal with it. Larry, and, I'm and, here. And I understand I understand, Gordon. I know you need a moment.
0: Yep. I know you needed a moment. It's okay. I need more than a moment. Can I start vacation this week instead of next week? <laughs> Does it have to wait until Friday night? <laughs> yeah, not not what you're looking for.
1: You not know? what you're looking for. And as I mentioned along the way and and then in, in this hour, we're gonna share. Gordon, some of the key and most memorable play-by-plays broadcast from Vin Scully, who we lost last night. And um, before we get to the Yankees and the Mets and everything, uh, let's just talk about Vin Scully, who, Gordon, I don't know that there is another play-by-play broadcaster. And we we know him with football. We know him with baseball, but he was not just a baseball guy. He did all sports. But – his style, his 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 way to paint the word picture, his cadence, his rhythm. Gordon, he was he was a classic broadcaster in the era of classic
0: broadcasters when radio was king. <laughs>
1: and that's how you got your broadcast. That's how you got your games.
0: Yeah, I mean, people were sharing clips last night of him, and, uh, you know, look, we all know uh, if you're a baseball fan uh, that how great Vince Scully was. But just to hear some of the examples, you know, he was so unique as, as well in the way he would paint the word picture. There was one clip. I'd never heard it before. But it was a routine game, and he's just, you know, working the game, calling the action. But he was also, you know, weaving in stories. And the story was about some guy who was getting attacked by a wolf and the way he would just weave the story in, and the wolf was standing on his chest. Now the tutu. And it was just, it was it was like poetry. The way he did it, it was like poetry. And look, I mean, we should all live uh, such a life, right? Like, there are a yeah. few people in this world that are universally beloved. Like, mm-hmm. n- nobody has a bad word to say about them. And for, for Vin Scully, who was a broadcaster for all those years, um you'd never hear a bad word about him so uh what a life what an american life he had so uh you know uh condolences to his family and um you know at least we have the memories of all the great calls and look we could do three hours just to his calls (laughs) we can take off (laughs) you're right we could and we'll hear a couple
1: of the calls this hour and of course michael k weighed in uh, earlier today uh on on what he meant obviously a fordham grad and the Gordon, the legacy that he started up there with Fordham broadcasters right. and play-by-play people that are in the business even today is, is just amazing. So we, we remember, respect uh, the late Vin Scully, and I echo Gordon's sentiments that we have prayers go out to his family. Gordon, this was not what you wanted from your ace this afternoon. Here's the line. Ready? Six innings, seven hits, six earned runs, eight strikeouts, Couple of home runs, a hundred and three pitches, sixty nine for strikes. Gordon, he has never given up six runs in any inning in his career until today. And listening to him in the post game, and we'll play some of it. But I want to get your thoughts. Listening to it in the post game, Gordon, I I thought he was one of our callers calling us after the game, trying to tell what was going on in his mind while these home runs are flying out of the ballpark. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not. It's Look, the, the, the term ace is supposed to be the guy that you can rely on. Now, I'm not going to paint uh, the picture that I'm sure some of the callers will, that, uh, you know, he's terrible, he's garbage, he's this, he's that. But he is not reliable. He has now made, what, 22, 23 starts this year? He's had five starts that have been abominable. Abominable. Today's was abominable. Um, he's had five starts that have just not been good, have not been what you are, uh, you know, it's not even like a struggling performance where he gives up four runs over six innings. No, he's been downright bad. And for a guy who you are counting on, this is the guy you're counting on. You know, you can go through all the different range of outcomes for the Yankees. It's very hard to paint a path to victory of a World Series Unless Garrett Cole is being a, you know, the ace of the staff, being the best starter that you have in the rotation, there's things that you can fix. Like we were talking about Donaldson struggles. You know, if he continues to struggle, all right, what are plans B and C? If if the outfield, you know, if somebody struggles out there, what are the options? If Garrett Cole is not the ace of the Yankee staff, the Yankees are kind of screwed. So he he's got to pick it up because this is not. Uh, not what you were looking for certainly not and again this is not how you're going to judge him uh, a start against the the Mariners in August but there have been too many of these starts so far this year that he has not looked like the Garrett Cole you thought you were getting Garrett Cole after
1: the game was asked how do you unpack that first inning here's what you had to say
2: um I mean just kind of dive into the film really um I mean, I have a pretty vivid recollection. I think it's sometimes a bit easier to remember the bad stuff than it is the good stuff. Um, you know, but there were some bad pitch selections. There were some bad pitches. Um, and, uh, you know, we got punished for it again. So,
1: Gordon, he looks as though he had, and the fastball had a lot of velocity on it today. Yep. But he looks like he's not real comfortable throwing this fastball. And I don't know whether he's trying to set up people. I don't know if he's thinking too much. I don't know what exactly is going on in his mind. But Gordon, damn it, he's Garrett Cole. Go out there and challenge some people. It's the first inning. Challenge them. Why are you trying to trick people with off-speed stuff? Why? Just challenge them. Let's see what you have. If they hit it, tip your cap to them. Okay, if they hit it, all right, then you make the adjustment. But, I mean, Gordon, he's starting out with curveballs and – and off-speed stuff. I mean, you're, you're speeding up bats that they, they, they can't hit you. They can't get around on the fastball. You're helping them out.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to know what the issue is because it doesn't seem like he knows what the issue is. But he <laughs> is getting hit around way too often. And, uh, you know, like this is the guy that you're counting on, right? Like he's had too many starts this year. Uh, he had a start against Minnesota where he lasted like, what was it, two and two-thirds or something like that. He had the the one really early in the season against Detroit where he was just downright miserable. He lasted two innings in that game. Uh, even uh, last time out, he gave five runs to the Royals. I mean, this is just not acceptable. Now, the only thing I will say is, is that his season, we all know, because last year he had a great season, and he was terrible in the one start he made in the postseason. So if he's just mediocre – uh, the rest of the regular season and then in the postseason, he's great okay that'll that'll fix it but it's kind of hard to really have a lot of confidence it's hard to have a lot of confidence in a guy who is not consistent and he has not been consistently great this season there's been again he's made 22 23 starts mm-hmm. and he's had five of them that have been downright bad and for the ace and for to be the guy that's getting paid all he is that's not i mean you can't you can't, you can't have it Garrett Cole talks about his approach on the mound in the first inning.
2: You know, I was just, I was just kind of trying to focus. You know, we come out with you know, well-executed first batter, and the second batter. Um, you know, I think between Winker and Santana, there were some non-competitive pitches, but there were. A, a, handful of pitches that were very close that we're not getting um, reactions, I think that we were anticipating on.
1: All right, what's up with all the curveballs in the first inning?
2: Last week, it was such a weapon for us. Maybe that was something that somebody watched. Um, and today, we just weren't able to find the strike zone with it uh, when we wanted to, and then we weren't really to, able to get out of the strike zone. I mean, I guess Crawford, you know, I'm. I'm you know, Fraser just touches everything. Just, you know, the kind of player that he is, he put him on the ground softly and he finds a hole through the shift. But falling behind both Santana and Winker with, you know, kind of challenge curveballs just underneath the zone. And, and, and again, there were a couple of very short ones there that were non competitive. But, you know, just we got fires on those last week. We didn't get fires on them this week. You know, we know they're a relatively patient team, um, you know, and they picked their spots to swing. And, and you know, they just um, they seem to. Just, you know, aggressive pitches just outside the zone weren't getting flinches and then having to come in the zone. And they were anticipating us being the zone. It's just like we were we were just a step behind.
1: All right, Gordon, translate.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, he he, he threw out a good like word salad there about stuff. But, I mean, he gave up a home run to Jared (laughs) Kalenick. I mean, Jared Kalenick has been terrible in the major league. I mean he looks completely lost in the major leagues for a, his average for a, is lower than Joey Gallo right, exactly. that <laughs> tells you how bad he's been. Um, so yeah, uh, look, I know people will, will point to, well you know he, he's, not, he's never been the same since the Spider Tech. that's not true. there's plenty of times this year the majority of the season he has pitched very well, but when he doesn't pitch well, he falls completely apart. see that's the thing like if you're an ace. When you don't have your best stuff, you still have to find a way to get through it. He has not found a way to get through it. And the five starts that have been bad have been terrible, right? The twin start, I went back and that was the one he gave up the five home runs. Uh, he had the Tiger start back in April that was bad. Um, again, as I mentioned last time out against the Royals, he gave up five runs. He gave up five runs in six innings against the, the Red Sox in a start. So it's not that he's bad all the time or that you can't rely on him at all, but you don't know when these bad starts are coming. And when they come, when he's off, he's really off. And that's not, that's not a recipe for success for the Yankees for the postseason if he's not – I mean, you got enough questions in the rotation. Yeah. You don't need that one.
1: Yeah. It, it You know, I've always said this, and he's the guy I always – I'm sure there's other examples, but covering the Yankees when I did then, Gordon, he's the one that sticks out in my mind, and that's Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit could have a horror show of a first inning, but he would minimize that damage, right? He'd, maybe you give out two, three runs, and much like Cole, who didn't give you any more after that, but he would, Gordon, I, I don't remember Pettit giving you like a, an inning like that. You know what I'm saying? Where you, he yeah. couldn't, you know, Cole just couldn't find a way to minimize it. And then Kalanik is who I'm talking about. Gordon, he's hitting what, 140 something? 150 something? Why are you throwing him an off speed pitch? He can't get around on your fastball. You're throwing it 100 miles an hour. What are you doing? What are you trying to finesse him for? Blow him out. I mean, what, you know, the, 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 that's what I can't now. Also looking at some of the highlights, Gordon. The location wasn't the best, you know. Right. Higgy was setting out. He he was he was missing up in the zone, so that was a, a major issue. But I mean, some pitch selection too. He he just needs to be better. And you're right. It's not that he's been bad all
0: the time, but when he's bad, he's awful. Yeah, when he's bad, he's <laughs> worse, right? Um yeah. And it doesn't help. It comes on a day where Luis Castillo is on the other side. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, you, you watch Luis Castillo, and I was thinking, like, my favorite baseball movie is Major League, and mm-hmm. there's a scene in Major League when they're getting close to the end, you know, they're getting ready to play the Yankees, and Serrano, he wants to sacrifice a live chicken in the clubhouse for good <laughs> luck, Yes. and uh, the compromise they come up with is a bucket of KFC, but then when Serrano has that bigot bat late in the game against the Yankees... Willie Mays Hayes says, or Wesley Snipes says, we should have got the live chicken. <laughs> we'll see how Montas does. Maybe he'll be fine. But watching mm-hmm. Luis Castillo, uh, just watching oh, yeah. how he pitched against the Yankees, it makes you feel like, you know what? We should have we got the live chicken. We should have got the guy who is the best guy. Because if Garrett Cole is not the ace, uh, I'm not very confident that, that, that Montas is going to be the ace of the staff. Luis Castillo could certainly take up that mantle. Uh, he could be a co-ace along with Garrett Cole, and the Yankees didn't get him because they didn't want to pay the price. And you just wonder down the road, is that something you are going to regret? Got him. The greatest game ever Great by Don A no-hitter,
1: a perfect game, in a World Series. The voice of the late Vince Scully calling... The final out of the 1956 Yankee World Series victory. Don Larson with the perfect game. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Going before we get to the calls, the other thing, and you mentioned about uh, Castillo today, right? The other thing was, without judging the lineup, that lineup looks very different, Gordon, offensively for the Yankees.
0: Wow, yeah. Really you know, and, and And they don't have Stanton right now either. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're missing your two – biggest hitters in the lineup so uh that didn't help um but you know look the 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 main issue today was the pitching right you can't give Mm -hmm. up six runs in the first inning you know the Yankees have the capability at full strength to be able to do that they could probably even do it when you know they're they're missing a couple of pieces but you know you can't put the team in that position and Garrett Cole was terrible today no other way around it
1: no way around it Jose's in Newark Jose start us off on ESPN New York tonight
0: Hey,
3: fellas, I am for the first time this season completely concerned about the Yankees' State, and it is because of Garrett Cole. He implodes, and, and the, the scariest thing is that it's mental. If it were something where you could point at something physical wrong with him or maybe his mechanics, then you figured you could fix that. But if the guy is just mentally not where he needs to be, you hear pitch selection from an ace, you kind of get scared. And just the trickle-down effect of what would happen if he pitches a game one. And you got to go early into the bullpen before he even pitches through a one inning. It completely throws off your entire bullpen for the rest of the series. And you're looking at playing behind the eight ball. So, yeah, man, I've been one of the most optimistic Yankee fans that I hear when I listen to radio. But hearing what happened today and knowing that he's done this before where he just had a completely disastrous first inning from an ace and how that can affect us in the playoffs? I am super concerned about this guy, and I hope they could get him right before we get there. But yeah, I'm I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous.
0: All right, Jose, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, because I, I, if you take a look at his starts, uh, mm-hmm. not just the bad starts, but you take out he he's done very well against Tampa Bay this year. But uh-huh. other than that, against like playoff teams, like the Mariners are a you know a possible playoff team this year. Uh, against uh, Boston, one of the starts he had against them, he was bad. Um, You know, the the Twins are a playoff team this year. You know, they gave up seven runs to them. He gave up a bunch of home runs up there uh, when he faced Toronto in the first month of the year. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but he gave up three runs and five and two-thirds in it. That's not, you know, against the better teams he he has struggled so far this year. There's no question about it. Last year, he was really good until the end of the season. Uh, he again remind people he finished second in the Cy Young last year, mm-hmm. uh, but of course he had the terrible postseason start. You, you got to have to hope that maybe it reverses itself this year, where he's just kind of okay during the regular season and he comes up uh, big in the postseason. But I'd have to agree with Jose; I don't have a whole lot of confidence about that right now.
1: Gordon, just as a timeout here, I'm watching now. Jake the Snake asked me at the beginning of this, the top at the beginning of the bottom of the ninth, if I thought that the Nationals had a big time uh comeback in them
0: rally in the bones rally Michael in the bones K would say
1: yes and um you know um Michael Givens was making his debut uh the reliever that they got from Chicago used to pitch go? uh <laughs> he gave up 3 runs actually he gave up well he gave up 5 right because uh he gave up
0: Two solo and home runs. Right. Is he responsible for the guy on right now? He is not responsible no, for the
1: guy on because that's the guy that Luke did, just singled off Lugo. Okay. So now it's 9-5.
0: Right. So All right. There you go. You you got out of it. It's a, it's oh, a ball absolutely. game. 9-5. Absolutely. Five. But yes, yes. Uh, not the... Not, not the, the not, not, not the, the, the way debut. you want to introduce yourself, right? <laughs> no. it, it seems like he's getting further away from the circle of trust than closer to it. He's not even in the circle right now. No, he's not in. <laughs> no, nowhere close. I mean, you just got here. How can you be in the circle of trust if you just uh, got here? But yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's having a hard time finding the circle. He's in, he's going in the opposite direction right now.
1: Yeah, he's 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 going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going elsewhere. Um, here's Aaron Boone on Gary Cole's rough first inning.
4: Right away you're up against it there. You know, Santana gets he I think he fell behind again and trying to go away and just kinda of pulls that heater and when he's down in the count and Santana didn't miss it, then he hung the breaking ball to Crawford with two strikes there and then two strike change up there to Kellenick. So just a tough inning where he was struggling to I think just find his find his command and his rhythm and getting all his pitches and you know, unfortunately we're behind the eight ball there. And then obviously, you know, pitch really well from there. So we've got to find a way to just you know when you're going going through a little struggle there to obviously limit some damage. And that's hurt us from time to time here of late in some of our starts, you know, instead of where those crooked numbers are getting us.
1: He's right, Gordon. And and that's a thing that, you know, once again, with your offense compromised the way it is, uh, you can't afford those. You got to kind of have your pitchers try to hold the fort. And it's it's tough to – it's really tough and kind of hypocritical to critique them, Gordon, because they've been so good most of the year. I mean, the pitching has been the biggest surprise, I think, uh, uh, on how the Yankees have done so well has been their the starting pitching but listen there's there's no defense for what Garrett Cole gave you today he, you, you knew what you you knew there weren't going to be a lot of runs scored with the opposition that was on the mound you knew he was in trouble you knew he was going to give you trouble because you had trouble with him against Cincinnati just a couple of weeks ago and so you really you really needed for you know your ace to show a little more restraint <laughs> of course I'm sure he wanted to but Gordon he he just everything just was bad in the first inning the pitch selection the location
0: everything was just bad yeah no there was nothing there was nothing good for sure um and and it makes you concerned right because here's another guy who you know for all the money that's made there there's some questions about the Yankees in pressured situations now this was not a pressure mm. situation but today was not about him winning the game or the Yankees necessarily winning the game as much as it was like, you got to be able to put up a better performance than that. You got to keep us in the game, right? Like yep. that's how you go about beating another team's top flight pitcher. Is you you keep it close, you get into their bullpen. Hopefully, the Yankee bullpen should be better than their bullpen. Uh, but it really didn't matter about the bullpen today because Cole was so bad.
1: No, he was bad, and and you couldn't recover from that. Even nope. though even though he helped you in the sense of you didn't have to blow out your bullpen, okay? Because he settled on and gave you some innings, but you know. It's not the way you start a game. <laughs> just is it just isn't.
0: No. And, and look, it's not, again, it's not about today. It's about come October. And unfortunately, oh. this, this game was very reminiscent to how he pitched last October. He did not yeah. give the Yankees a chance. And this is a guy, you know, you, you, want, you might want to take it out of it because at the end of the day, if you're a fan, it doesn't really matter what he's getting paid. But when you're getting paid what he's getting paid and you're supposed to be the final piece, you're supposed to be a given. You're yeah. supposed to be a, a guy that you you never question, right? Uh, And there's plenty of questions surrounding Garrett Cole right now. So yeah, I mean he he's going to hear it. If he you know he's going to get the Stanton treatment. Stanton was the same way. Like when you're the big money guy who's supposed to be that final piece, and you don't fire, you don't perform, you're going to get everything coming to you. And uh, Garrett Cole, he does not want another season of this. Come October, he sure
1: does not. He sure does not. Aaron Boone speculates on why his ace is struggling. Your calls. That's all next on 98.7 ESPN.
5: It is 9.46 p.m., 2-2 two two to Harvey Keen, one strike away. Sandy into
1: his windup. Here's the pitch. it out and missed the perfect game. Vince Gulley on the Sandy Koufax Perfecto. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Spike is in St. Pete. What's up, Spike?
6: Well, let me, first of all, good evening, guys, and let me uh, start start this call on a, on a, a different note. No, no jokes, no fooling around. I'm just reflecting on my life, and um, I'm very fortunate. i got to tell you, I was just telling my wife I've been very, very fortunate. I grew up in Brooklyn, and I had the fortune as a little kid for three years to meet both Jackie Robinson and Vin Scully. And uh, I ran into Jackie later on when he worked for Chock Full of Nuts, and we had as a little kid, you know, I didn't have much. of Just hello, how are you? Pat on the head, and uh, and Vince is just 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 great, just polite, and couldn't have been nicer with mellifluous tone. I met Jackie later on on Madison Avenue, and we had a 10-minute conversation which turned to racial equality, which was wonderful. And then I lost, and then I met uh, Tom Seaver with Vince Scully in an elevator. Then I lost Bill Russell this week. And uh, Bill, uh, I was at the NBA store wearing my fancy Nick jacket, and he had a rope line, and he was signing autographs. And he, and he said, when I'm finished, you want to I talk to you?" I said, sure. He says, oh, man, you're, you've got a lot of guts wearing a, 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 a Nick jacket. I said, listen, you're the greatest winner of all time. But what you've done for this country. And I told him, I met Jackie Robinson. I admire you for your winning, is wonderful. When you beat me, I'm not thrilled. And he chuckled with that cackle. But we sat down and spoke for eight or ten minutes, and I just couldn't get over how concerned he was about what's going on in the world. You know, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, I think it was Rayford Johnson, might have been there. I forget that famous picture. But I'm blessed. I mean, I'm 76 years old, and I've met these guys all twice, and they're not here anymore. So I just want to leave it with let you know that. You know someone who shook both their hands twice and met some of the great people this country's ever produced.
1: You've been very fortunate, Spike. Thanks for the phone call and the memories. You've been very fortunate. There's not many people that can say that. one 800 let us go to John and Hazlitt. John, you're next on 98.7.
5: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, I just want to uh, get back to that. Uh, you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Oh, yeah, I just want to get back to that Monty trade. I think that trade was a bad move. He was like the glue of that starting pitching staff, and I feel like losing him is still trickling down the, start, the starting pitchers like group, you know, because they were kind of tight-knit. And and losing a homegrown kid like that, you know, you kind of say to yourself, wow, this could happen to me next year. You know, like, so right now I feel like this staff is a little shook. So I, I don't know how long this is going to be, but this might trickle down for a couple games until they start getting their, you know, their confidence back. for. And they miss that guy. I mean, how can you just trade a kid that you – that you know, the, the kid nitpicked these guys, their brains, you know what I mean, always asking, and now you lose a kid like that, I don't know. I think it's going to hurt that team for a little bit.
0: Well, look. Uh, you know, he, he was a he was a fifth starter. He was solid, if Thanks not John. spectacular. Uh, he was not a guy who would likely start a postseason game. But you know, at the end I of the day, he's you. better than that. That He's better than Tyone. And, and and the question, you know, that everybody has is that like, if you're question marks right now about the rotation, why would you take a reliable piece out of that rotation for a defensive replacement in center field? I mean, that's what you got back, and a yeah. guy who's hurt right now. It's so that doesn't else, make
5: any sense. Something else sense. more internally. Like that time when Boone took him out of the game, he looked back twice. I think there's something going on there. I don't know. You remember that? Yeah, they, the, I mean he didn't uh, pitch well. Draft,
0: he, yeah, yeah he I, it, I know what you're but, talking. I remember uh, the last like, game that he had. Yeah, uh, maybe that
5: yeah, maybe it was a domino effect with that or something. I don't know, but from then on, they I don't know why they got rid of him. Man, he I felt it's like very he was, uh, puzzling.
0: It it, it makes no sense, John. You know, like, and that's one of those ones, like, sometimes you you get, and John, thanks for the phone call, you know, you get a trade, and at first you don't, you know, it doesn't make sense to you, Larry, but then Mm -hmm. you you get 24 hours, you get a little time to think about it, you're like, ah, you know what, I got to be honest with you, 24 hours later, I feel even more confused. Yeah. Yeah. What what it feels like to me, thinking about it last night, was that they had another deal lined up to replace Montgomery and add another pitcher, and that mm -hmm. deal fell through.
1: I agree. That's what I was going to say. That's what I think happened, too. I agree with you, that there was something else, and that that fell through. And then the other thing that drives you nuts is, I'm mean, not that September is four months away, but you, you can't use the guy now.
4: Right.
1: <laughs> right, That's yeah. the other thing. He's not available now.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, how much, like, I, again, I have not watched uh, Bader play on a regular basis. I know he's a gold glove player, and I know I've read the scouting reports, and I looked at some, you know, videos and highlights of him today. How much better of a defensive replacement is he than Tim LaCastro? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I, I get it. he's probably a better bat. he's obviously a better bat than LaCastro. But yeah. are you getting him to? I mean, he's not even playing. He's not going to be playing for like a month. Yeah. So this yeah. idea, well, we got to get Judge out of center field. Well, you're going to keep him in center field for the next month, but then you got to get him out of. I don't know. It just does not. Does not make a whole lot of sense to me. And, and, and for me, it's not so much about trading Montgomery away. It's just like the, 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 the return that you got for trading uh-huh. him away. I can right. understand if you trade him away and you replace him somehow, right? You go get Rondon or you go get uh, Lopez from the Marlins. But you didn't replace him. And now your, your, your rotation ju- is filled with question marks, you know? Yep. Like, like Nestor in the innings and Tyone. And, I mean, Tyone's been terrible. This is not I keep hearing people saying, well, Tyone's had a bit of a bad a bad run. No, he's having a bad season. He had what what he had was a good blip. He has not had a bad blip. He's had he had a good blip the first ten starts of the year, and since then he's been bad.
1: Yeah. He's come back to the pack. There's no right. question he, about it. This, he's not and been this the same is guy.
0: kind this and this is kind of what you think Tyone is. Yeah. You know, he's a back of the rotation kind of guy. He's not he, he's not a difference maker. So no. uh, you know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
1: He's your fourth or fifth starter now. He, you know and right and, and you're concerned because right. your fourth or fifth starter he's not even giving you innings gordon that that's the other side at least your fourth or fifth starter he maybe give you four or five innings i mean Tyon, you know he doesn't always give you innings and if he stays around longer
0: you, you're penalized for it because you end up giving up runs it just feels like he was a product of the hot start uh he was really good in that in that Early stretch of the season and very rarely since then he has you know, he was good against the Royals. He always pitches well against the Royals for whatever reason. But against the Astros, he got bombed. Uh against the Red Sox he gave up six runs. Uh against the Baroners, uh, you know, he got knocked around. So it's just like he's not a guy that you can trust come postseason time. Like to me, him and Herman are kinda, you know, maybe you get a good start, maybe not. But mm-hmm. I don't have a whole lot, you know. He, he, from where he was to be where he is now, he, I mean, not he had good. an ERA of two. Now it's like four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're looking at your postseason rotation, you're not. you no, he's not You're not, not, gonna you're not a... happy.
1: You're right. not looking there. Right. You're not even looking at him in the bullpen. He may not even be on the roster.
0: Yeah, and look, and that might have been Montgomery as well. Like yeah. you know, I don't want to. I don't want to blow up J- uh, Jordan Montgomery like he was better than he was. He he might not have been on the roster because you figure if it's. If Severino is back, it's some form of Cole, Severino, Montas, and Nestor. Mm-hmm. So you don't need a fifth starter come the postseason. But I can tell right. you right now, even, even if uh, if Severino does not come back, I will not feel confident with Jamison Tyon starting the playoff game. I can tell you that. No, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Jelly's in Harlem. What's up, Jelly?
5: Hey, thanks for having me. First of all, i like to say rest in peace, Mr. Scully, and um, Boston Celtics Spencer. What i like to say is, yeah, Bill Russell, when you think about it, $35 million a year is a lot of money for a pitcher that's really not – I mean, he's going to get himself together, I think, by playoff time. But when you look at Judge, pay the man. The man is playing defense better than anybody, and he's batting better than anybody. He is worth that money.
0: But you can't pay him right now because he wants to wait until after the season's over. So I mean, no, I'm, get I'm to not the end of the right season.
5: now. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying just put it to the point where he just won't have to think about it. Satisfy the man.
1: Well, I hear well, you, Jelly, but yeah. uh, thanks for the phone call. But you, you, he, not only does he, he – he, he doesn't want to think about it, he doesn't even want to talk about it right now. Right. <laughs> so you got to wait till the end of the season. That's it. He's – listen. He's done what he has to do, Gordon. If if they weren't going to, if they have decided not to give him a contract, they weren't going to give him a contract, Gordon. That's the bottom line. Because the season he's had, uh, if, if if something happens and he doesn't come back, or they don't substantially
0: increase the offer, Gordon, then they weren't going to sign him anyway. Yeah, uh, it's simple as that yeah no I mean look he he might get completely blown away uh by some offer right if some team offers him three hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that maybe the Yankees mm-hmm. don't match it uh mm-hmm. but yeah if they if they don't significantly increase what the offer was when they get a chance in the offseason, then chances are they were they they had made their minds up and and and, and remember at the time I felt like that that offer that they made was just good enough to turn down you know like yeah, just it yeah. was it was fair it wasn't it wasn't uh it was not you know, penny pinching or anything like that, but it wasn't anything that would make you say, oh, I got to jump at this. And that's what you were going to have to do to get him to sign a contract before the season.
1: Yeah. They did not give him their best offer. No. They gave him well, the floor. Yankee I fans think. better, I better, hope
0: not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not it's not the best offer now. There's no question. No. Whatever it was, it's got to be readjusted. He's, he's readjusted it. He's done well, what he's supposed to do. And that's good for you as
0: a Yankee fan in the Yankees. Well, look, here's the thing. And I know everybody gets focused on this. If I told you that by not signing, and we don't, there's no way of knowing, but to get the season that you have gotten out of him so far is at least partially because he did not sign the contract ahead of time and you got the year that you've gotten, I think you'd be okay with that because you can sign him later, right? Yeah. This has gone, gone as well as a season could possibly go. He's been healthy. He's been awesome. He's played center field. He's done every thing He's been clutch. He's done every single thing that you could possibly ask. So um, I, I get it. If he ends up leaving, there'll be plenty of blame to go around. But to get this season out of him, it could not have gone better.
1: It's 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 what you want, right? <laughs> it's what you want. He is he he bet on himself and he has won big time now. We'll see what happens in the postseason, Gordon, because that could change your mind a little bit.
0: Absolutely, because it's
1: all as great as the regular season is. It means the postseason. There's more pressure on him to continue this in
0: the postseason. Yes, so. but you know what? That's see. That's where I think the separation comes from: homegrown Yankee to uh, either free agent or trade. You know, to bring in mm-hmm. that big money guy. Judge will get more of a pass if he stinks in the postseason. I think he'll get more of a pass if Cole stinks in the postseason or like yeah. when we've seen uh, Stanton stick in the postseason, they get no pass. They get no, they get no break at all.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But uh, he better not mess up too much. <laughs> <laughs> <I know>. Look,
0: <laughs> you, cannot, you know, sometimes in life you don't know what the actual assignment was, right? Like you don't know, oh, well, I didn't know that ahead of time. Going in, everybody knows the goal. Everybody mm-hmm. knows what's expected. That's Don't it. not get it done.
1: Clearly.
5: Can you believe this ball game at Shay? Oh, brother. So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It
0: gets through Buckner. Here comes No. I love that one, Gordon. Oh, I would hope so, right? <laughs> that has to be number one. Oh, it is be number numbers one, two, me. and three. That's
1: it. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 9870 ESPN. We're remembering the late great Vin Scully with a couple of his clips and play-by-play of uh, some of the great – and Gordon, he was always at the big events, right? He of was course. always at the big events. So you, the things that he called are memorable because he was at the big spots.
0: And it was obviously at a time before it was, you know, this stream and that stream and this channel and that, you know, like if you were listening to the game or watching the game, that's the call. That's the only call, right? Now we have the home call, the road call, this call, that call. It was uh, Vin's call. That was, uh, you know, a a different time for sure. No question about it. Robbie's in Massachusetts.
1: Hey, Robbie, you're next on 98.7. Wow,
7: I'm getting goosebumps. It's amazing. You know, I always wondered why after the Koufax one, he didn't go – if you have a yarmulke, throw it to the stands, <laughs> with Sandy Koufax, right. I'll tell you, I wish I'd seen him pitch, guys, honestly. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, Tim Tuffle was my next-door neighbor when I lived in Greenwich. I used to ask him about that moment all the time, about the, the feeling in the dugout when there were two outs and Gary was at bat and how they came back and rallied. Just great stories about that game and the ending of that game, so... uh yeah, Tim's Tim's a great guy. I hope he's doing well. But uh, I wanted to mention Gordon about the and the Larry about the Yankee game today. You know, I think Aaron Judge now the Yankees are off tomorrow, Correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think Aaron Judge owes it to the fans and to himself to get his rear end on the field in a day game. I think it's a disgrace to baseball. What these guys make, and a disgrace to a guy who's having some year, I mean, Boone decides, oh, yeah, let's play Aaron Hicks, who's won for his last, what, 25 at-bats? I don't even know what it is right now. To sit this guy is the hottest here in baseball. You know, I can't stand this, this load management crap. It's a bunch of nonsense. I mean, Judge has been your most valuable player. Could you guys look up how many games Judge has sat and what the Yankee record is? And about Garrett Cole... Garrett Cole's problem is pitch selection, guys. I mean, we saw this in the Baltimore game. We saw it in a game before. Why is he throwing breaking pitches in the zone on 0-2 counts, on 1-2 counts, rather than expanding the strikes with his fastball, which is really his best pitch? So I don't quite understand it. And I, I don't know if this theory, if you guys believe it, obviously the spider attack or whatever the heck he was using was definitely making him a more effective pitcher. So that's the thing. My question for you is, who who's really who are the guys that are going to take the ball? It's going to be him and Frankie and Nestor, basically, right? It'll one two yep. three, correct? Well,
0: okay. Severino so, too. You'd like to think Severino is going to be
7: and, and back. Se- right. Okay, so with Seve, whether he comes back or not, and so forth. So, do you think that this pitching staff, as constituted, is good enough to win a World Series against Houston? I mean, Lance McCullers. And, 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 you know, he didn't even pitch and he's an excellent pitcher and they didn't even see Burlander. or has been un- unhittable. So, I mean, it's always seems as though the Yankees at the trade deadline, I think Frankie Montes is good if he stays healthy. But my question is, you guys, do you feel this is good enough? And also about Jordan Montgomery, I want to ask you this too. I think, I think the Yankees ruined the kid. I mean, he's, look, he throws a lot of pitches, but Boone never extended the guy. I mean, every time he'd come out and take him out, you know, in a game when he was competitive, you know, because Boone is so obsessed with pitch count. I, I am such a non proponent of Aaron Boone. I mean, I know he's done a good job in some in some phases, but in terms of strate- strategy in baseball, and his, he's like an analytics clown. The fact of, of the matter, the, the three generations of baseball – or in his family and he plays four outfielders just makes me laugh he's become just laughable with all his well his ridiculous moves and it, you know the you know thank god Joey Gallo's gone but that was the worst of it but
0: to me yeah, guys I hear what you're saying guess, Robbie you know so, anyway, thanks, 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 thanks for the phone call you got to give us
1: a chance to answer what you've asked
0: you've asked a lot of stuff <laughs> imagine if the down. Yankees weren't 70 and 36 how upset Robbie would <laughs> god be god. I mean lord <laughs> almighty I mean there's 70 I, look I get it They've not been good here. This is not just a blip now, because since June, they've basically been a 500 team, so there are Mm -hmm. reasons for concern. I'm not going to begrudge Aaron Judge a day off. Uh, It's a long season. He doesn't have to play 162 games. The most important thing about Aaron Judge is to keep him healthy for October. Uh, So if he needs a day today after, you know, with a day off tomorrow, uh, I like to think that that that's the most important thing, so I have no problem with that uh jordan montgomery was a good pitcher you know i don't think the yankees ruined him i think he was he was good maybe could have been better maybe he will be better in st louis i don't know uh but i I think that people are getting a little carried away with um you know some of the it seems like you know like the yankees are 36 and 70 as opposed to 70 and 36
1: (laughs) the reason you lost today was not because Aaron judge took the day off no that's not why you lost
0: it's not I mean, what you. The lost. problem was you needed Garrett Cole to take it. He took it a day, a day off on the mound.
1: Yeah, he did, and that's the issue you had. So, Aaron Boone, why is your ace struggling?
4: Yeah, I mean that's what we got to dive into a little bit more because that's what's kind of hurt him a little bit is the big inning. I mean it's been mostly dominant even in those games like today where he obviously had a bad inning where it's hurting him. You know, or coming off the last start where he's cruising along, bad inning. Although last you know last start was a little bit of kind of unlucky, wonky a little bit. You know, but it's on all of us to you know make sure we we're able to limit the damage while we're finding our way a little bit.
1: Now I, I want to know Gordon. When we do answers with Aaron, when you're mm. back from vacation and we're in our regular spot at 10 o'clock, yeah. are you going to use the word wonky? <laughs> I,
0: I don't think. I think that might be the first time I've heard him use the word wonky. I thought that that was one of the guys on the team, that that was like a new nickname that he came up with for somebody. Wonky, you know? He loves the nicknames.
1: He does indeed. He does indeed. That's it, that's pretty scary. That's not
0: a nickname you want. You don't want to no. be known as Wonky Damer, you know? No, that's God. not. A, no, that's uh, not a, wonky Hardesty, uh, you know?
1: no. Them spiting words. <laughs> <laughs> and every day. <laughs> Pito's in Jersey. What's up,
0: Pito?
3: What's going on, fellas, man? Hey, nice talking to you guys, man. I listen to your show all the time, man. It's a great show, man. I love it.
0: Thank you, Pito. You're you're correct. I well,
3: I got something something short and quick, man. I don't know how come the Yankees they don't they don't give him this guy contract right away. After the season's over, giving him I've been giving him eight years. I will give him four hundred million dollars. Pay him fifty million dollars a year. <laughs> the kid's been de- the kid deserving the money. He's been he's been having a great season. Right? Why not? If he we if well, he we pay be, it might be overpaying him.
0: That's why not. I mean, sixty million dollars a season does seem a tad high.
3: No, it's fifty. It's four hundred million dollars for a a Sixty uh,
0: million dollars for- a season. Six zero. Sixty million dollars a season.
3: Do You think he don't deserve it?
0: I, don't, I, I think that might be a, a tad high. Yes. I, I don't think you have to pay I don't, I don't think you have to pay him 60 million dollars a season to keep. I'm sure Aaron Judge would love it. Um, and look, at the end of the day, it's a negotiation. Whatever he can get, whatever the best deal for him is, when you factor in all the things that are important to Aaron Judge, salary, winning, you know, location uh, Thanks, Pito. You know, I, I but I don't think that I think six Larry, am I wrong? Sixty million dollars a season? That feels a tad high. It might be. Just might a be. little bit. Just a little bit. But Look, listen, I, if I, somebody will pay it, he'll take it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? Right? He's he that's that that's a negotiation. If there's it some is. team out there that will I don't think that there's going to be, uh, No. but if there's a team out there that wants to pay him sixty million dollars a season, by all means, go yeah. go right ahead. Yep. Uh, I will say this. If it if it gets there there is a certain level where people have to admit as great as Aaron Judge is this year and as great as he is playing this year, mm-hmm. you're not paying him in the contract you give him after this season for this season. Right. You're paying him for what he is going to do in the future. Keep that in mind because, mm-hmm. again, that's going to come up here um, And 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 just go through the history of baseball. There have been a lot of great players who have gotten contracts at the age of 31 and a lot of years and a lot of money, and it turns out that those contracts, before too long, turn out to be a mistake. I, I want Aaron Judge back. I think he will be back. But when people are throwing out, sign him at any cost, uh, I think, you you know what? Maybe sit this one out. <laughs> if you're giving him 60, walk into the room. We're going to give you a $60 million. So uh, Steinbrenner's head would pop off his body. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's taking the luxury tax. He's taking the right oh, We well, had to get rid of
0: Jordan Montgomery because he might be making an extra million or two next year. I mean, well, remember that's what happened to Oudovino, right? The government yep. of Ardovino
1: because oh, yeah. he was making too much money. Just imagine that. Mm. We'll continue the conversation next on 987 ESPN.
0: This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.